Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I am your host. Thank you all for being on here. And I want to thank you in advance to everyone who shares this out. I know during the broadcast, I generally don't get an opportunity to communicate a lot with the people that share it out and follow this. And I just want to say thank you. You all rock. So listen, today I have, I, I mean, the dude probably will not call himself this, but he's a massive celebrity in my eyes and and has accomplished some things that most people on this planet will never accomplish, quite frankly. So I want to go ahead and welcome my new friend, Danny Levin. I said you it right, it. didn't I? Got hey, I got it. <laughs> hey, how are you? It's so nice to be here. And you are right. I would never say that about myself. So I, I know you wouldn't. I know. I knew that about you. But yeah. here's the thing. You are, man. You've, you've, and, and we're going to get into it here in a little bit. But, dude, you've accomplished some things that, that most people wouldn't ever. Like, it's, it's amazing. So, you know, I'm very grateful. Number one, you reached out to me, which blew my mind. I was like, Hold on, is this spam? Somebody broke into this guy's email and sent me an email. <laughs> like, what's going on here? So, thank you, man. I'm so grateful. I I'm grateful. Well, it's my honor, and I, I should just say to you to clarify things. First of all, I appreciate your your uh, your high regard for me. And when I used to speak a lot. People would introduce me in a similar fashion, and I never understood it. I would obviously be gracious and thank you and say thank you very much. Yeah. But really, really what it comes down to for me, Ken, is this. If in this interview today we touch people, it doesn't matter where I've come from. It doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter what I've done. Yeah. I could be living under a bridge. If we touch people, that's really all that we want to do. And if I don't, if we don't touch anybody, yeah. what good does all the accolade do? Hey, you know what, though? I think like just, you know, and, and we'll get into this, but life is about energy, I think. And, and, you know, Einstein said everything is energy in motion and and you bring a different kind of energy. And before we go too far into this, I want to plug your new book that you have out called The Mosaic. Thank you. And, and we'll talk about this a, a lot more, but you have this book out called The Mosaic, and I'm going to have you talk about that here in a bit. But where I want to start, and see, there's already people sharing this out. Thank you, guys, So and, and gals. Um, but here, here's where I want to start. I want to start with, because this show, I formed it to, I created this to, to help people. I've been very blessed in life and I'm, I'm, I live in a place of extreme gratitude. So I thought, what, what can I do to give back to the world where I'm not walking around on the streets handing out $20 bills, <laughs> right? So I'm like, you know what? A better way would be if I created a show where I can bring billions of dollars in value through the knowledge of people like my friend Danny and, and other people. So um, let's start with like where let's tell everybody where you were born and raised. Um, I was born in the East Coast in Philadelphia and uh, I haven't been back to Philadelphia in almost 40, 40 years. Wow. Uh, my parents passed away two years apart on the same day. 
So my dad passed away when I was 13 and my mom passed away when I was 15. And so I left Philadelphia with a lot of pain in my, in my body and a lot of pain in my mind and a lot of pain in my heart. And so going back there and I have been back to visit, but I haven't been back and I'm in the process of trying now to move back to Philadelphia to sort of close that circle of all the things that happened there and to make peace with it because so so, so you're you're like you live in california right now i live in san diego which is you know supposedly the ideal climate we always when i came here it was always 70 degrees it didn't matter day night winter summer spring fall it was always 70 degrees now we're getting changes in that you see it's overcast. I don't know if you can tell, but the light of it, it's overcast. It's, you know, <laughs> we live a few blocks from the beach. So it's we live in a beautiful, beautiful place. Wow. And people look at me and say, why would you move to Philadelphia when you have this incredible place that you live in? Right. And things are all a matter of perspective. Yeah. And pardon me for getting too much. in, But every decision we make comes down to a perspective that we take. If the perspective is only about weather and surfing, then I would be an idiot to leave San Diego, <laughs> right. Right? right? But if the, if the perspective is about quality of schools, if the perspective is about uh, culture and education, if the perspective is about music and theater, if the perspective is about sport team, sports teams, if this perspective is about historic relevance, if the sp- perspective is about multidimensional cultural realities, then everything in Philadelphia is a thousand times more valuable than San Diego. Right. Right. If it's so if we're making a decision around weather, people go, what are you crazy? Why would you leave that great weather? But even that perspective to change a a tepid weather situ- situation where it's always in the same range to go to four seasons is really a whole different reality. And it's, it's, it's fun to go to four seasons. Yeah. It's fun to have winter and spring and summer and fall and to see the change of colors and the leaves and to see snow on the ground. We were, um, we, we were, we were living in Las Vegas, um, from July of 2016 until August of, of 2017. <clears throat> and I don't recommend it by the way. Um, but, but like we were, we were, and it's just, uh, it's mis it's hot like all the time. And, and so, you know, I guess in the winter it gets chilly at night. Um, but, but it's, it's not like we moved back to Ohio, which is where we're from. And it's like, wow, there's snow. That's right. I forgot. Right. And it's not bad. You just learn to adapt. You adapt. Well, it, it seems like a senseless place for us to go, yeah. but it's only senseless if we think if we don't think about if we think we're talking about weather right. or we think we're talking about a move. What we're really talking about is what perspective do we bring to the decisions we make in our life? And based on that perspective, everything will change. Wow. So so you 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 were born and raised until 15 yeah. And and at 15 what uh, so your parents died at, at four, they're 13 and 14 or 14 and 15. 13 and 15. 13 and 15. Okay. Um and and wow. Wow. That's wow. that's crazy. Yeah. Um and, and that that cha- that shaped my life because basically what happened is 
I felt different than everybody else. What 15-year-old kid has already lost his parents? I mean, right. there are probably some in the world that have. You were but, different. But I wasn't the same as everybody else. And that, and that feeling of separation made me feel isolated and somewhat alone. But it also gave me an ability to see things that kids my age didn't see. Right. And so between those perspective changes and all, the other thing that happened, which was really remarkable for me, is that that calamity introduced me into a new reality, which was a luxury. My mother's sister married Richard Block, who became H, who became R of H&R Block. Oh, wow. He started H&R Block with his brother. And he, at 15 years old, I was there with him for about three months. And he looked at me and he said, I don't have any, any sons. I only have daughters and you don't, ha I'm not going to hand my business over to my, my daughters because it was 45 years ago when men didn't do that. Right, right. And so he said, I'm looking at you and I believe that you could start pushing a broom and end up in my seat. And so I'm going to offer you the, the possibility right now to enter my company, start at the bottom and work your way up to the top. And I believe you'll have my seat in a few years. At, at, as one of the founders of H&R Block. He, yeah, he was our block of H&R Block. Oh, my Lord have mercy. Wow. So um, being the arrogant kid that I was, full of the pain of losing my parents, yeah. I didn't answer like most people would answer. I said, it took you three months to look at me and determine that I would be okay to do this. I want to watch you for a year and see if I even want what it is you have, you have because I don't really know you. <laughs> right. And he looked at me and he said, he said, do you realize that 99.9, .9, say nine until the end of the time, a percent of the people would say, would have said, absolutely, thank you. When do I start? Where's my broom? Right. And I said, just our rotten luck that I'm that point oh, 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 <laughs> until the end of time one. <laughs> and he, he said, well, it's partly that you have that in you that I'm interested in you. Right. And so I said, I'd like a year to watch you. Wow. And, and one year to the day, I had forgotten the day that I said it and the year, the, the year. I hadn't forgotten the questions. I haven't forgotten the observation. But one year to the day, he said, I'd like to know the answer to my question. And in telling the story now, a few seconds apart, you know, it's, it's obvious what the question was. One year later, it wasn't so obvious. So I said, you have to ask me a question before I can give you an answer. He said, oh, you forgot the question. I said, oh, you mean that question? I didn't forget. I just forgot that this was one hour, one year later. Wow. And I promise you I'll never make that, for, I'll never forget that again. Right. Right. So he said, I want to take you to lunch and I want to find out the answer. And so we went to lunch and he said, tell me. I said, my answer comes in the form of three questions. He said, uh-oh, this doesn't look good. <laughs> and I said... I said, do you remember you had a birthday party and we had, you had hundreds of people in the backyard here and it was, I, and I came up to you so enamored and I said, it must feel so fabulous to be a person like yourself and have all these friends. Do you remember your reply to me? <clears throat> he said, yes, I do. He said, I'd say it to you again today. And I said, correct me if I'm wrong then. I think you said to me, 
these are not friends. These are just people who like me because I have money. If I lost my money tomorrow, they would not be my friends. And I said, he said, that's right. Wow. Wow. I said, can you tell me why you would like to give me that present? And of not knowing whether people would like me or like me for what I have. He said, okay, what's your next question? I said, <laughs> I he planned. didn't give you an answer. <laughs> he didn't give me an answer. <clears throat> so I said, do you remember a few months later we were sitting around the dinner table and your daughters are, are nice people, but they're not very attractive. Um, <laughs> and you knew that and they knew that and I know that. Oh and, so, and so they were getting, boys were getting interested in them. And do you remember what you told them? And he said, yes, I do. I tell them to him again today. I said, am I right in, in paraphrasing that by saying the, you have to be careful of men interested in you because they may not be interested in you. May, they may be interested in what your last name is. Wow. wow. Yeah. And he said, yes, I do. And I said, so even if I were able to get over the hurdle of being okay with and finding my own way to make sure people like me or don't like me, can you tell me why you would want to give that gift to my children? And he said, what's your next question? <laughs> and uh, so third question was, if I started at the bottom and worked my way up to the top and along the way I saw things that I thought could really help benefit the company, would I have the freedom to be able to initiate those changes? And he looked at me and he said, Daddy, why would you, why would you try and fix something that's not broken? And I said, so you tell me what you think the answer to your question is. He wow. said, you know, you know, from today on, you will be excommunicated. <clears throat> wow. And I said, I understand that. I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for the space that you've given me. I'm about to go to college. You said you would take care of my college. Should I, should I take care of my own college? He said, no, 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 we'll cover your college. But from the time you leave to go to college till no, whenever this is not your home anymore so this is in is this this is in philly still or no this is in kansas city oh kansas city okay. so i picked up from from philadelphia and i moved to, and so i moved in with that with a family i didn't know and to there with the block family with the block family yeah which was your family your which was my mother's sister and sister's family good lord man like this, so, what was it a big company at that point? Were they okay. that on that? Yeah. Oh so yeah. So you grew yeah, like that's a that, that you they had they had big bucks. Big. I big went bucks. from being I went from being in a lower middle class family to in one of the elite families in the country. I mean, really? Like seriously? Really? That's insane. Seriously. Wow. And I had the and he. So what I don't want to do is leave a story one-sided because if you would only hear that side of the story, you would think these people are ogres and terrible. No. Uh, they did amazing things for me, but I was too arrogant and hurt yeah. to really accept their help. And what I watch it now in our kids as they're growing up, there's a certain thing about being a teenager and especially a hurt teenager where you actually think you know more than anybody else in the world. I was certainly guilty of that. Yeah. And I look back on the things that they have did now and I think, oh my God, my life would have been so much easier if I would have just listened to them. 
not even just entering the company, but just doing some of the investments they did. And they tried to help me out in so many ways after that. They didn't excommunicate me. They said it, but they couldn't. They, they yeah. had too much love in their heart. Yeah. But they just had to hold me at bay because I hurt them. Yeah. And it's what we all do when we get hurt, right? Whether it's in a business or whether it's in a relationship or a marriage or whether it's a child and their parents. When we get hurt, we push away most of, most of the time. I just so, said it the other day to somebody. I said, hurt people hurt people. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and they, they do. So, so you know, here, so here you are. You went to college then, I assume. I went um, to college and I dropped out. Okay. I went, to, I went to the Claremont schools. I went to Pitzer College in, in, L, in East L.A. Not East L.A., but East of L.A., uh, I took all the undergraduate courses for psychology degree in two years. I, re I was looking, as it, as it says in the mosaic, the mosaic sort of my story, not exactly, but sort of my story. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for holding it up. Um, I have props. I have thank, props. Thank you. Uh, so what I realized in writing that book now, only 50 years later, 40 years, 40 years later, is that as a kid, all these opportunities came to me that were amazing opportunities. Yeah. But I was looking for this place called heaven that the adults told me my parents were in. And H&R Block was not that heaven. Wow, dude. You just, gave, you just gave me chills. Now, that doesn't happen on this show for me. So, wow. That's, 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 say that again, man. Say that one more time so people can get it. Well, when my parents passed away, I asked my I asked the adults where my parents were, and they said they're in a place called heaven. So what I realized only 40 years later writing this story is that I was looking for the place called heaven. And as beautiful as on as of a place on earth as H&R Block was, yeah. It wasn't the place that I was looking for, and so I had to walk away from it. Now, and uh, understand that they didn't understand it, nobody understood it, but not only now I start to understand it. So, so let me, for, for anybody who just joined, I want you to understand that, that this guy was, um, his, his Danny's parents died. Um, and, and you said it was your, your, your father died first or your mother? My father died when I was 13, 13. And, and, dis and disrupted my whole world because I was my father's, I was my father's mini me. Wow. They didn't have mini me's at that time, but I was his mini me. And what, what, what did your, and your, your mother died when you were 15, two years later to the day. My mother died of a, of a heart. She died of cancer, but she really died of a heartbreak. Uh, they were so connected. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's the cough of my, of, of my sort of symptoms or if that's just so hard for me to talk about that yeah. it chokes me up. It could be, it could be both. But so, so you, um, and what did your, what did your parents do for a living? My dad sold glass. So he, you know, the, in those years there weren't shopping malls. Right. And so he, he sold glass and he actually put all the glass windows on the shopping centers around, around the country. Wow. And so it was just like this crazy new thing that had come and he was installing glass mirrors in people's houses and all of a sudden they were putting them on these malls because there were, there were suddenly indoor outdoor malls. Wow. Wow. So, so you, so you, um, now I, I, I gotta tell you guys, stay 
tuned do not leave this stream because you wait till you hear what this dude accomplished in life it's it, it's mind-boggling to me so because i know you've rubbed elbows with people like dr wayne dyer and probably yeah. deepak chopra and and yeah. jo john d martini some of the my favorite people in the world and 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 people you know uh, look uh, you're i uh, i didn't know who i've not heard of of, of danny levin yeah, <laughs> I said it, yeah. right so said it. so but you've accomplished something unbelievable unbelievable so so i want to say like okay so here you are you you your parents passed away um and and you ended up in kansas city living with the Block family of H&R Block. Your, your mother's sister was married to Mr. Block, correct? He, so he was your Block. uncle. He was my uncle. <laughs> uncle Block. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> that's I was crazy. a chip off the block, I, you know, I guess you could say. <laughs> a chip off the yeah, chip off the old block. So, so here you are, and 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 it probably was uh, at least a nice double wide they lived in. I'm kidding. So it's probably probably yeah. a pretty nice place. I'm assuming, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They, and, and the people, the people that became a part of my world completely changed. The way people thought completely yeah. changed from the people that I knew. I'm and sure. had I been wiser, I would have taken more advantage of that. But I was still too hurt and, and arrogant. But one of the interesting things about me that I realized is the thing that was always my biggest flaw is that I saw the world differently than other people, which isolated me and separated me, became my biggest calling card. Wow. Because when I started to work with like Hay House, I created a product for them that nobody ever saw. Right. I, I created a genre for them that was that had never been created. When I work with corporations, I'm able to help them look and see things that they don't ever see before, which is the which is the basis of innovation. When I work with we work we were kind lucky enough to work with the government of Jamaica, and they brought us in to work with their ministry department, and we were able to help people see things they never saw before. And so that thing that made me sort of feel isolated and alone yeah. was actually the thing that became the sought after quality for me of being able to see what other people don't see and, and become an innovation person. And, and that's something. And I, I think, you know, I wrote a book called Walls of Wisdom, Turning Pain into Profit. And, and that's exactly what you're talking about. So many people run from pain and i'm not saying hey i'm a i'm a, a like some kind of a sadomasochist where like you know beat me please i love pain i'm saying that that you know i look at the situation from my third eye if you would and i say okay this is a this is a situation that that i'm it, it sucks really bad because it's not going the way that i anticipated that it would go um but there is something in this whole thing of pain that I can use in my future at yeah. some point. I'll be able to use this pain to benefit myself and others. So one of the places that I'm working on in myself, don't, and please don't think that I've mastered this, 
is shortening that gap from this sucks to one day I'll, I'll realize this is good. Shortening that gap <laughs> yeah, to realize that it, to realizing <laughs> it's good right now. Right. Because there doesn't need to be that gap. Right. That gap again is only a perception. Yes. And if we really trust in, in a bigger power, if we really like, what I want to get to at one point is the four is the four practices that I that I work with on connection, and because it's really important to see that when we understand, and one of those one of those connection points is a connection to source. Yeah. When we understand that there's a bigger there's a bigger hand at work in this in the in the work of, that we're doing, and we can and we can cooperate with that rather than resist that. Yeah. That space narrows. And our suffering narrows and our pain narrows because we start to see, wow, if I'm going to see goodness in a, in a month from now, why don't I just see it now? I, 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 I love it. Dude, that's awesome. That's so powerful. And and that's what, you know, like Dr. Wayne Dyer would talk about the gap, right? He taught, Which yeah. was the space between our thoughts and, and you know, living in that, like learning – because if you're there, like if you're there, there's no, there's no judgment. There's no, right? Am I, uh, am I, am I 100%, right? 100%, 100%. We're scared of emptiness. We're scared of, because everybody is so bravado. They, they live like, that's why you notice my hesitation when you say who I am. Because right. it's everybody's so used to having over-exaggerated pro- pro- profiles. Yeah. I want to just be who I am. Well, I want I, I understand that, but I'm going to say this to you, and I, 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 I already love you, man. You're, you're freaking amazing, and we've been friends now for one solid week. <laughs> That's right, 100%. Right? But I think you're amazing, and, and I want to say that, and, and let's just get into it, because you've mentioned Hay House Productions, or Hay House Publishing, Publishing. rather, yeah. um, and, and so you knew Louise Hay. Um, and, and why don't you tell everybody how that came about? And I don't know how old you were. I I want, you know, we can speckle, fill in the gaps, but, but let's, let's get into that whole situation. Okay. Um, I, in my search for heaven, I walked away from H and R block. (laughs) I went to cop. I walk, I, I went to college and had the opportunity to work with the man who started organizational psychology. He wanted me to be his apprentice, but I was a hippie. And I was, and I looked at him and I said, really, you're going to take this into organizations? I mean, what about the picture don't I see? Which again was just a stupid, stupid thing. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I walked away after two years with him. He wanted to apprentice with me because again, that wasn't the heaven I was looking for. I put my thumb out on the ro- put my thumb out and hitchhiked around the world. Come on. And wait, I, wait, 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 wait. You had the opportunity to step into the founder's position of H&R Block, and yes. instead you hitchhiked around the world. Yeah. Dude, what? Wow. Because I, because, and, and that perspective of seeing the world the way I see it is exactly the response most people gave. Like, you are crazy. You, why, every, there are, if you would ask a thousand people, which they would choose to take over H&R Block and be trained to take it over or hitchhike around the world, 
10,000 people. If you asked 1,000, 10,000 would say H&R Block, right? Right, right. <laughs> and so I always looked at myself and said, what's wrong with you? Like, why wouldn't you have done that? And the only place that I realized is I was looking for something other than what that was. Wow. I wasn't looking for the money. I wasn't looking for that. I was looking to to resolve a pain and a, and a suffering inside myself a loneliness and an emptiness that happened when my I was disconnected from my parents. But but l- let me ask you this. I mean uh, cuz uh, again, I understand. I went th- I did some very similar things, man. And you know, my I mean I did not I was not presented the opportunity to run a multi-billion dollar company and make it mine, but you know, outside of that, I did some similar things, but and we're talking about in your 20s, right? Or whatever. We're talking about my teens. Teens. Okay, teens. You're hitchhiking in your teens, dude? I was. I, That's I, dangerous. I, I'm not. Now, <laughs> and now in this world, it's dangerous. Yeah. In, those, in that world, it was 1973. Wow. Wow, man. So, so here you are, a, 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 a hippie teenager, probably listening to the doors. Absolutely <laughs> listening to the doors. Not probably. <laughs> Trying to break on through to the other side. I'm hitchhiking around thinking <laughs> people are strange when right. you're a stranger, right? <laughs> Dude, you're awesome. So, so here you are, like you're you 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 pass on H and R Block. Just that's mind boggling. I think we have to sit there a minute with you there. So, I'm never gonna let you live that down. By the way, from this point forward, so you pass on H and R Block. You decide to hitchhike, but you didn't. I mean, I've looked back and at at my life, and and I was searching for the same thing, right? And we yeah. talked the other day about man's search for meaning, Viktor Frankl. But but like, I didn't know then that I was searching for heaven or whatever. Yeah. I didn't know it then. Did you? Yeah. I don't think I knew it then. But you have to understand. Remember what I said to you, the quality that made me so obscure and so so much like un, un, un understandable to the world around me was that I saw things differently. Right. What everybody else was interested in, I could care less about because I was interested in finding this thing that I didn't know what it was. Right. It was only as I started to write the mosaic when I realized that the that what the main character. Thank you. <laughs> There's that I realized what the main character was about was that he was looking for that place the adults told him was where his parents were. And that that was me. I was looking for, like, where is this heaven that people are, where will I find that peace that I, and that comfort and that naivety and that innocence that I had in the love of my mom and my dad? Wow. I grew up in a beautiful family. And my mom and my dad loved me. Wow, man. And when that was taken from me, I didn't, I, I, the world was threatening and scary and I didn't know what to do. And people wanted me to be something and wanted me to be what they wanted me to be, but I wasn't ready to be what they wanted me to be. Were you was, angry? Um, I would say no, but I bet I was. So you weren't lashing out, robbing no, grocery I, stores. No, I wasn't doing any. I wasn't doing any of that. I would. I think more than anything, I was scared. Yeah. And through, in my in my fear, I I I'm sure my aunt and uncle would say you were an angry boy, 
because we gave you so much opportunity. Right. We gave you so much and you and you just threw it away. You just walked away from it. Like I, I was arrogant and I didn't want to listen and I think I knew I, I thought I knew better, but that comes from I guess the place of anger. Right, right, right. But I was Wow. I think more than anything I was um I was alone and scared. Wow. And and when I think about it now, when people are alone and scared, what do they do? Do you things know, to not be alone and scared. They they do things to protect themselves. Right, right. So yeah. I started to build these walls around me that are still coming down. Yeah. Wow. And so man. a gesture of help given to me never made it to me. It made it only to the wall around me that was protecting me. Right. <clears throat> That's incredible, man. That you see it. Because most people go to their grave never seeing that they built those walls. Yeah. Well, the walls that protected me finally started to suffocate me. <clears throat> sure. And I realized that um, in a book about, in the book that I wrote, The Mosaic, which is a book about connection, yeah. what I realized is what am I connecting to? If I'm connecting my wall to your wall, there's not much of a connection. Right. So what The Mosaic came to me, and if I can just talk about this, if we yes, can segue from do. it. What The Mosaic showed me is there's four different types of connections. When most people, when I ask most people what connection is, most people say this is what connection is. It's you and me talking to each other. It's us connecting with each other. It's us doing what we do. But that's really the fourth step of the four connections. The first step is a connection to self. And we have to really understand who we are and what we are. And we have to feel good about the person we are. I actually created this whole sort of movement that I'm just going to be starting, which is this be, it's a, it's a be kind to you 21 day challenge. I love it, by the way. So explain, Thank you. explain, explain to everybody what that is. Cause I love that. So the be kind to you challenge is that in the work that I've done with people, companies, organizations, governments, what I found is we've been trained in a society that, that teaches us the golden rule. Do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. So we're, we're for the most part, we treat other people really, really well. Right. But we don't treat ourselves that well. If you and I were walking, Ken, and you fell down, here would be my commitment to you. I would sit down next to you to make sure you're okay. If you weren't okay, I would stay there and I would get help, whatever you needed. If you said you were okay, I would I would look at you and assess if, if, if I felt you were ready to stand, and I would help you stand up. Right. When you were standing up, I would watch you to make sure you were stable. Right. And when you were stable, I would take some steps with you. And when I could see that you could walk, I would let you go and walk, but I would watch you for another 20 steps. Right. Now, if you and I were walking and I fell down, I would say, you clumsy son of a gun. Like here, you just met this guy and you, you want to make a nice impression on him and, oh, and you're down on your knees and you fell down. What an idiot you are. <laughs> right. Right. To yourself, and, you would say to all myself, that. Yeah. I would say all that to myself. That's, yeah. my, that's my inner dialogue. Sure. So what I realized is I spent so much of my time doing this. I spend so much of my day just hitting myself and being hard on myself. 
And so look at the space of the wall that I have to put up around me from my face. And I don't know where I'm going to hit myself. So I have to build that wall all over my body. And so when I realize that there's a three inch wall that surrounds me, what sort of connection can I have with you? Right. It's really my wall connecting to your wall. That's not a connection. Wow. But I painted my wall really nice so that other people would think, oh, this is a good guy. But you never know me and I never know you because all we know is the walls that separate us. Yeah. So when I started to be kind to myself, what I realized is I could drop that protective wall that I put up to protect myself. Now, I still might build another one when I see you because I might be scared of you. Right. But at least that one has some space around it. Now, suddenly, that three inches of living room that I was in has grown exponentially. And when that wall opens up, then I can go into the second practice. But in order to do that practice, what I did is I created this bracelet and this 21-day challenge. And the 21-day challenge is try to go 21 days with being kind to yourself. As soon as you see yourself knocking yourself down or being self-deprecating or doing something that, that hurts you, take your bracelet off, put it on the other wrist, and start it. And this is now day one. So I've been wearing this for now 15 days. I got the day four once. <laughs> I'm back at day one this morning. Wow. The process will probably take, you know, eight Years, months, yeah. six months. It could take a long time. <laughs> but imagine. But here's the beauty of it. At day three of the day that I made it to day four, I looked down at my wrist just as the thought was forming. And I said, hold it, catch yourself, be kind to yourself. And oh so God. that practice is if we could be kind to ourselves, if we could support ourselves, if we could use our energy to get behind what we're doing rather than to sabotage what we're doing, how different would the world we live in be? I, 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 dude, like I, I and I've I already knew this. I You've told me this story, um, but like uh, hearing it again and, and seeing you talk about it is is um, powerful. There are people on the stream on Facebook right now that are already asking how they get the wristbands. They love it. Everybody loves it. You're a wise dude, man. All that hitchhiking well, around the world, man. My parents called me a wise guy. They said, you're, you know, <laughs> don't be such a wise guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm a wise man yet or still a wise guy. <laughs> you're, you're definitely a wise guy, wise man. You got some wisdom. So how do people get those wristbands? So the, my website will launch hopefully on Monday. It's, it's, it, it will be the mosaiconline.com. Okay. And my book will be available there and my, and my wristband. It's too um, bad we didn't meet before you started building your website because that's what I do. I know. I wish, <laughs> you know, I wish because it's taken forever. Yeah. I wish I would have done it through you. Yeah. Uh, but the person I'm working with is a nice person. I love her, but yeah. it's just. Um, it takes time. takes time. Yeah, it does. It takes time. So you're, you're thinking Monday the wristbands will be available on Monday. Monday the wristbands will be available. They can email me at zenseidaddy at me.com and, and say we want those wristbands. How, or, how do you spell um, it? Maybe somebody will type it in your email address. Uh, Z-E-N-S-E-I-D-A-N-N-Y 
at me.com. At me.com. Awesome. Okay. So, and I can put it in under this after we finish. But uh, I believe that movement could change everything in our lives. Absolutely 1,000% it could. 1,000%. And so that's step one. Practice one is be kind to yourself. Yeah. Practice two is as soon as I allow that my as soon as I'm no longer defending myself for myself. Yeah. This wall comes down. Suddenly what happens is I can I become vulnerable. I I now I'm able to experience you. Yeah. I'm I, I'm able to let you into me and more even even more than that, I'm able to all that part person that I was hiding is able to come out, out to you and the real authentic Danny can come to you, not the wall that says he's Danny. Wow. And when that real authentic person comes and I feel you and I experience you and I'm open to the ideas and I listen to you, the practice of listening is a lost art in our culture today. Yes, All you is. have to do is look at the political climate where we talk at each other, we talk over each other, we interrupt each other, we don't listen to each other. We're not trying to solve problems anymore, we're trying to say our side has it right. So we have one silo of like-minded people over here and another silo of like-minded people over here yeah. and the gap between those silos is getting bigger and deeper and larger and, and more tumultuous. Yeah. And we're creating not a, a, a United States of America or a united world, we're creating a divided States of America where the Constitution of America starts out with we the people, but we haven't been we the people for a long time. It's we, we, we've been we the red people, we the blue people, or we <laughs> the anti-Trump people, or we the Trump people, or whatever it is. It's time for all that nonsense to stop. And the way to do that is to start to listen to each other, to start to be vulnerable, to start to be open to each other. I, I'm fearing that I'm talking too much. You know, and and so now you need to change wrists with your 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 bracelet. <laughs> That's why my wife has one too, and it's good to have it with partner because I would have let that one go. So I'm back at day one. Here I am. <laughs> thank you. You said thank you. Listen, man, like. This is the internet, and it's my show, so if we want to talk all day long, we'll do it, man. I don't I, care. I love, and I, I'm, listen, you're not seeing, you're not seeing the comments, but people are absolutely loving you, so, you know, you're not talking too much, and as a matter of fact, somebody said, um, what are the other three connections? So this this is incredible. And 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 I do want to get to where I was trying to lead you earlier, but we took a we got off at an exit. We're at the the gas station shopping around looking through the 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 little <laughs> the cakes. We and started whatnot. kicking the tires. We realized we needed a new set of tires. Like, so dude, come here. on, get back in the car. We gotta get back on the interstate. Let's roll, dude. I'm kidding. So no, let's let's talk about the other three connections though. Everybody wants to know. Okay, so the second connection is once I bring down that wall and I'm kind to myself, then I can become vulnerable. Right. And in that becoming vulnerable, I start to show up. I start to show up as I am without my protection and I start to listen and I let you in. So I'm not, I'm no longer protecting myself. I'm listening and I'm hearing and I'm showing up authentically. The third thing that that opens up is once I start to allow information to come into me, 
then I become like a receiving station because I think everything comes in and everything goes out. So I have to start to live my life purposefully. I have to know what it is, where I'm going and what the direction is that I need to go and, and how do I get to those places? Because if you think about a mosaic, every piece that we connect to connects us to a whole nother world of pieces. So we have to decide what's the connection point that we're going, what's the destination that we want to get to, and what are the pieces that will help us together to get there. I'm going to share with you just something very personal that I've been doing. Because I've experienced so much pain in my life, I made a commitment to my life that what I was going to do was I was going to eat foods that were that would comfort me in the moment. Comfort foods do not help to make a svelte individual. Right. right. They comfort you, right? Right, right? And so I would sit and eat comfort foods, but I would feel good in the moment, even though I would feel lousy the moments afterwards. Right, I would right. still feel comfortable. Something Suddenly something happened that I changed my destination. I had a heart scare, and it's, I thought that maybe something was wrong with my heart. There wasn't. My heart's as healthy as a 16-year-old kid. But in that moment, I made a decision, I'm going to eat foods that are good for me, not foods that comfort me. Well, as soon as I put that destination in my GPS system, the road that I was taking no longer went past those places of comfort. It went directly to those places where things that were good for me happened. Immediately, without any effort at all, which is crazy, I stopped eating sugar, dairy, meat fish, uh, processed foods, carbs, and I, and I started to eat a plant-based diet. Within two months, I lost 30 pounds, and now I've sort of leveled off and plateaued because I'm having a mind thing that says, oh, you can't lose 30 pounds in two, in, you know, in two months. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm dealing now with a mental block that's preventing me from going forward, but I'm still continuing to eat plant-based foods. So you've and so, given up, all, you've, and, and how, how did this shift occur? What what happened? It happened because a man. I, I was trying to do something, and I met with a guy who is uh, one of the on the board of X Prize, and he said to me, "I really want to help you, but I don't want to help you as long as you're unhealthy. You're not taking you're not taking care of yourself." And something people have said that to me all the time. And most of the time, I said, "Screw you!" Then don't help me. I'll find somebody else. Like I can give <laughs> I can give a damn what you think. I don't need like I'm living my life the way I want to live my life. Right. But something in it, it was the right message at the right time, and it just it 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 hit a nerve in me. And I said, with this heart scare and with what he's saying, you know what? Maybe it's time to make a change. And the moment I made a destination change in my head. Anything that took me away from that destination just fell apart, fell away. It wasn't a struggle to stop eating it. And, and listen, I could sit and down a pizza by myself with no problem. I could sit and eat a bag of cookies myself with no problem. Right. I love carbs. I love things like that. Suddenly, they weren't even on my list of things to eat. I wow. just started to eat healthy, good, and I was eating. I started to eat. I started to get whereas I was always hungry. Suddenly now one meal satisfied me completely and I didn't even need to eat more. Wow. And so what happens when we change our destination? What happens when we do that in our business? What happens when we do that in our marriage? What happens when we do that in our health? What happens when we do that as a nation? What happens if our destination as a nation is to solve the problems that humanity has? 
rather than our destination being to, to prove our side is right. What happens when our destination as a, as a company is to serve people and create a culture where people are so excited to come to work that even if someone would give them $100,000 more to do the same work for them somewhere else, they would say, no way, because this is my culture, this is my family, this is my life, because I feel loved and taken care of and appreciated and heard and validated and listened to. Dude, this, Dude, this, this, is, this, this is unbelievably valuable, man. Holy crap. So, um, wow. And, and, and I, I was kind of kidding. We probably need to stay within about an hour, hour and 10 minutes or so. But I, I do want to, I want to, because I mean, look, just by listening to you, if people do not understand the level of, of intelligence and passion and, and everything that you, you are, then, you know, I, I don't know what to tell them, but well, I know I have a few ideas, but I won't say it on air. But but anyway, the you know, here's the thing. You are um, you you ended up at, at Hay House um, um, Publishing and you did some pretty amazing things there. Do you want are, are you are you able to share that? Sure, sure. When I came, Hay House was a boutique publisher. They were publishing basically Louise Hay. And Louise Hay had written a book called You Can Heal Your Life, which was a New York Times bestselling book. Right. And they were doing about $3 million a year in sales. The head of Hay House was a, was a, had been a CPA. His name is Reed Tracy. He's still the head of Hay House now. He wasn't really familiar in those days with the, with the world that he was in. He was a CPA. And he was a really wise man, but he was a little bit timid. And so what he he to show you how long ago it was, his idea of growing Hay House was he met with Bernie Siegel and he want and he got Bernie Siegel's cassette tapes to be a distributor of Bernie Siegel's cassette tapes. Wow. I looked at him and I said, hey, I've been here a few months. I've been watching what we're doing. I'm building a I was building a conference uh thing that would turn in the, into the I can do it conferences. We sold, we had, I brought together Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, uh, a man by the name of Swami Kriyananda, who was from the yoga community that I was in a woman by the name of Shakti Gawain, who had written a book called creative visualization. She was on her way down and Louise Hay. And we brought the five of them together for a full day conference. We charged $35 in a place that held 3,000 people. When we arrived at the venue at seven in the morning to set it up or six in the morning to set it up, we found people were sleeping around the venue to get first come, first serve seats. Jeez. And so, and this was in, you know, in San Francisco. They were sleeping around the streets just, oh, they had spent the night there. Oh my so God. I looked at Reed and I said, hold it. We might have something. Either we're charging too little or he said, no, I want to charge. I want to make, you know, I want to make people feel like they can come. But we then did a reserve seating of $150. Those sold out in about three minutes. Oh, my so, gosh. So we took this show on the road. But along the way, what happened is we started to my job was to figure out how we could grow the business. I was the director of business development there. And what I realized is that all that we were working with the cream of the crap. We were working with the top people that nobody knew. I'm in the cream of the crap now. Right. Because I spent all my life building other people. I never spent a moment building myself. Right. 
we were working with those people and those people were we were working hard to do a little but not to do much right I right. wanted to figure out a way to get the top people in the self-help movement to come to Hay House because we were a self-help publisher. Right. But right. major publishers were giving them a million dollars a year, a million dollars a book for an advance. So what I did is I created this new genre that was the card decks. And in that, in the, those card decks, what happened was I would go to, I, I wrote the first one called Zen Cards. Okay. Wayne wrote, Rain wrote, wrote a deck called Inner Peace Cards. Louise wrote a deck called Power Thought Cards. And we'd use the four agreements as the four agreements cards. And I made a display and we took them into gift stores, bookstores, everywhere. But more than that, we started to show them to, to New York Times bestselling authors. And I said, we'll never get your books because you're getting a million dollars and we would never tell you to come to us. Right. We would tell you stay and get that million dollars because we can't give that to you. Right. But let us publish these card decks because nobody will want to do it because nobody's it's a lot of money to do and nobody's doing it. Right. So they right. said, sure, we'll do that. Our our card decks outsold their New York Times bestselling books ten to one. Oh my God, are you kidding? Now hold it. Did you guys did you guys publish the Four Agreements? Don we Miguel? didn't publish the Four Agreements. We published we published the Four Agreement cards. Oh my and god! The card, and the cards were so, started to sell more than the book itself. Wow! And so we went. So they came to us and they said, "Danny, why in the world wouldn't we publish our books, our books with you?" And I said, "I'll tell you. I, I mean, that's a great question, but I'll tell you, we can't give you a million dollars, but we can, we can raise your royalty because you're selling these books on your own anyway. People are buying them because you're already popular. Right. All we have to do is get them in the bookstores. We can do the same thing anybody else does, and we can also promote you." A, a little bit better. Right. So they, one by one, they started to come to us. And soon we had all the top selling people in the country in, at Hay House. That's unbelievable. That so is absolutely unbelievable. That's amazing. So what I want to just highlight again, remember what I said to you, the thing that was my shortcoming was that I saw the world differently than other people became my glory. Because my pain, like your book, your our pain became our 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 place of refuge. Right. Because right. by creating what what that did is in seeing this product that nobody else had seen, these card decks, suddenly it became a genre that was one of the fastest growing genres in the book industry. And people, I remember going to book shows and we had twenty publishers sitting in the aisles around us, taking notes. And I said, guys, come on in and just you know, I'm, I'm happy to talk to you about it. Like, just I'll answer any questions you have. Um, and they got embarrassed, but, but when you share something that's great, you want to share something that's great and great that other people are doing it. Cause if you're, if your destination again is to help people in the best way you can, yeah. what did I do? I took an old stable cliff notes, you know, that I grew up with a shortened version of a book that you could read and understand what the book has said. And I made them into beautiful, attractive card decks. I took the 50 most powerful points that a book has said. I put it, designed it into a beautiful package. And you came up want. with like in from the four agreements, you came up with with a fifty card card deck for that. Yeah, we. I came up with the concept, and then what we did is we sat down with the authors, uh, and, and we and then I had what I did to our art department there, which was which was making at that point, uh, and I don't mean to discredit anybody. The content of what we were producing was so much more beautiful than the product we were producing. 
And that's because people didn't think they had the ability to do that. So I went out and I bought 25 books and I put it on our art director's bookcase. And I said, I don't want you to copy this look. I want you to develop our look. But when our look fits with these books, then you'll know you have it. Wow. And she was ecstatic because she had been wanting to do that the whole time. She was a, wow. a great artist and a great art director. And that changed again. The destination changed. We went from not caring what a book looked like to caring what a book looked like. And everything then changed. So the outside and the inside had complete integrity. So, so I, I, you know, I've heard, um, <clears throat> I've heard people say, and you know, I didn't have a publisher. In fact, not having a publisher and not, not, and not thinking I was good enough to even reach out to a publisher, um, prevented me from writing my first book for 25 years or more. Yeah. And, and so, you know, when I did it and I found out how easy it was to self publish on Amazon, yeah. um, I was like, okay, well, Hey, I'll write the book. And if nobody buys it, I've still wrote a book. I don't care. Yeah, right. Totally. totally. And, and so, so like what, how difficult, how well, I'm sure at Hay House publishing, you pro they, I'm sure you guys at, at once you hit it big, I'm sure that you would get what a thousand people a day or a week that would say, Hey, well, publish me, publish me. I, I, we were getting thousands of manuscripts from people that nobody heard of. Right. And what changed and what changed once we started to get well-known people, um, Reed said, they'll never want to be published by us, but they were standing in line saying, will you publish our books? And, and these and were big, when, big, big, people. big, big, big people. Wow. These were big people. And slowly and there was hesitation because they thought, well, who are these people? We don't know anything about them. But as the company went from three million dollars where it was when I started to one hundred million dollars a year in sales, suddenly those hesitations vanished. Wow. Wow, man, that's just crazy. That's that that. I mean, that is a, I don't even, I, that's such a big change in, in sales. I don't even know what the percentage is. Somebody give me that percentage. So it's a lot. Right? It's a lot. So it's a lot. That's huge. So, yeah. so you, you took a company, which everybody has heard of now. I mean, I would think yeah. unless you, you're living under a rock, but, and, and I don't mean that offensively. You, you just, if you, you know, if you've ever read a self-help book, or heard of Dr. Wayne Dyer, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Louise Hay's book is is unbelievable. I don't even know how many copies that book has sold, but it's in the millions. I know that millions, millions. <clears throat> so, so man, so you 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 were there for how how long were you there? I spent ten years there, and when I came, it was a three million dollar company. When I left, it was a hundred million dollar company. When I left, they really didn't need me anymore because what I did was I had the balls. And the courage to just knock on doors that nobody would open. Right. And and I just I would walk into a room that was full of walls, and I said I got in here somehow. I got there has to be a way to get out. And I just kept knocking on on places, or I would knock down a wall right. to make a door happen. And and that's what happened. Once we got in, we were a hundred percent sure. And then once once I was in the door, I could bring Reed in, who was a genius. Yeah. Reed, but he was too shy in that period of time. And he thought nobody will ever come. I remember him saying no one will ever come to our offices. Now people fly in all the time. Right. Right. So uh, 
And Louise, Louise passed away a couple years ago. Yes. And, yeah. and I, I read, and it wasn't recently, I, I remember reading back then that Reed was going to, can, or somebody, was it him that's continuing yeah. to? Yeah, to, he's, he's continuing to, to run it. Now I think they made a deal with Penguin for Penguin to distribute it. Ah. Uh, so, but the company, the company is still one of the best publishing companies available. Sure. And it's also changed a lot. And so, uh, with all, with all a lot of respect to them, you would think after everything that I did, I took my book to, to read and I said, you know, I want to show this to you. And he just said, it's not our book. You would oh, think, whoa, no way. You would think that Hay House would have wanted to publish it. Oh, my gosh. And so there was, a, when I'm honest, there was a little bit of hurt inside me for that because I would think, you know, hey, I would, I would imagine. Look what yeah. we did together. But you know what? People have when you realize that people have every right in the world to live their life the way they want to live their life. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't the book for them. And so my goal is to just, I, I self-published also. Did it's you? A yeah, it's a fabulous, I, my agent became my publisher. Thank you very much. The Mosaic. Uh, you guys got to get this book. And actually, like, how did you self-publish? Where did you have this? You didn't do this through Amazon. No, I, I published it. I, I, I did the artwork. It's beautiful. Uh, I found the artwork. I, I wrote the stories. I created the, I, I worked with, uh, the, one of the editors that used to be at Hay House, one of the designers that used to be at Hay House designed it for me. I found the editors that helped me edit it. Um, the book is a, can there are very few things in my life that I am extremely proud of? That book is one of those things. Dude, this this book just can I can I open it and show people the sure, inside? Sure, please, please. So so I don't know what they can see. I'm gonna take the screen off of you for a second. I want people to see this. Okay. So so there's there's um, I mean it's just beautiful and it's the the paper is a a, a nice glossy finish. It's it's really really amazing. And dude, listen, man. Um, and I. I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's the the because you told me you were a hippie, and I feel comfortable calling you dude. You like, can call me dude, dude. I have you 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 you've seen the big Lebowski, right? Like I yeah. I have I have the shirt that says the dude abides with Jeff. Is it uh, Jeff Bridges, right? Jeff. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's uh, it's him on the front that said the dude abides. I love that. But so somebody on here, Rob Glow says. Can you consider reading your book one day so it's in audio slash yeah. video format, maybe a chapter at a time or in full? Like, because hundred percent, I I I am negligent in reading it. I've been wanting to read it and put it and put it out there. Yeah, it's been a project that's on my on my mind. One of the things we are doing on our YouTube channel, which we just started, which has nobody on it, um, we're going to change it. that right now. What's okay, the YouTube channel? The YouTube channel is Daniel, Daniel Levin, The Mosaic. Daniel Levin, The there, Mosaic. And if you just go there, um, what we're doing, starting to do is we're creating mosaic moments, one one minute uh, excerpts, one minute uh, flashes of inspiration or change of perspective from the mosaic and the characters. And I wrote about 108 of them. So we're going to carry that out through, through the 108. I think we have about six or seven up right now. 
Well, um, my so, my uh, wife is on here. My wife has already said this is the best interview ever that I've done. <laughs> so um, thank you for that. Um, she also just said he has a great voice. Great suggestion, Rob. Where Rob Rob suggested you you reading the book one chapter at a time in audio video format and 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 making it available on Audible would be cool. Plus, that would 100%. put a few bucks in your pocket, probably. A hundred percent. And we are we are going to do that. We, I I promise you, before years out, we will have an audio version. That's awesome, man. And and listen, I I think um, you know, dude, we could stay on here all day because you're you're amazing, and I just love talking to you. Um, Mirror. I could have said those same words back to you. I love you, brother. You, dude, you've touched my heart, man, and I've only known you for a week. So, and I'm uh, Taylor K. Stevens. Just subscribed to your YouTube channel. If you're watching this and you don't subscribe to his YouTube channel, unfriend me if we're Facebook friends. Unfriend (laughs) and stop following me. (laughs) Like seriously, stalkers. I'm kidding. So like like no, I, I like go subscribe to Danny's Facebook or, or YouTube channel. Follow this guy on Facebook. I this is the second conversation that we've had uh, like Thank you, Jill. I see you just subscribed to my YouTube channel. Oh yeah. This came up. <laughs> they're going to start She doesn't want to stop following me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she probably does. But anyway, so um you know like Dude, you are like, uh, and and we could go all day talking about your accomplishments because you know, like, there's there's not many people, like I said in the first thirty seconds of this, um, there are not many people on this planet that that will ever achieve the levels that you've achieved. I'm assuming you hung out with Dr. Wayne Dyer a time or two, totally. Um, which that that guy was my like he's between him and Zig Ziglar and a couple of other people, um, including Deepak Chopra. And um, and I'll tell you, there's a book I have. I, I think Hay House published it. I have so many books. Um, did you guys publish The Power of Now? No, Eckhart Tolle. No, we didn't. That no? was published by New World Library. OK, OK, because he like, man, that goes he goes deep. Yeah, really he's a good guy. Yeah, really good guy. But so, you know, like, you... but even for you, like, I want you to know how humbled I am and how much gratitude I have, I have that you would even put my name in the in the same sentence as people like that. I mean, Wayne and I were when we put out the card decks, Wayne was this million, you know, sold millions and millions of books. I was nobody. And I would look at him and say, hey, my card deck's outselling yours, you know, for about 30 seconds that happened. <laughs> and he would get so pissed. He would put, you know, do something. So we messed around a lot. Um, wow. but, but even to be in that category of people, and I just am humbled. And I'm just so thankful uh, for your respect and your honor and your dignity. And I just want to tell you how beautiful a man you are and how much I appreciate this time together and I really hope this will be a start and maybe we can do this more. Oh. Maybe we can continue to do these lives a little bit more Let's often. Let's do it, man. Let's I would do love it. that because, and anything I can do to help you, yeah, I would be, it would be my honor because Dude. wow, it, it's time for us to, the mosaic really is about 
it's time for us to come together again. It's time for us to, all of us are operating on our own. And if we can come together and work together and build something together that, you know, the beautiful saying is that as the tide comes in, every boat rises. Yeah. And that's what it's time to do. It's time for to bring that tide in so that every boat around us rises, so that every piece of the mosaic shines to create a new paradigm yeah. in the world where we all help each other and work together and build something beautiful rather than all of us thinking, how do I find fault with this? How do I knock this down? In a mosaic, the beautiful thing is pieces are not connected all the way around all the pieces. Yeah. They're just connected sometimes by one small little point. Yeah. So when we find those places of unity where we can agree with each other rather than the rest of the whole piece that doesn't agree, find the places of unity that bring us together and we will, we will span gaps of separation by building the bridge of connection that takes, that takes us back into each other's home, into each other's hearts, into each other's souls, into each other's beings and we'll, we'll, we'll create miraculous things that way wow so. dude you you are um like i i don't even know how i can't define it i i'm i i don't know i mean it's rare that i'm i i stumble with my words like this but i am absolutely just in in shock and awe like i i really am you're you're incredible danny i i'm i'm so grateful that you um, reached out to me and that you wanted to be a, a guest on the show. And, and, and I'm just, I'm like, this may be the pinnacle of my career <laughs> right uh, here. This is the, uh, I'm going to listen to you when I feel down and depressed. I'm going to play this, you know, video. I'm going to play this podcast, you know, this, this, Facebook this, this is like my H and R block moment or something. Uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like this is cool. So, so like there's so many people that you'll have to go back through the comments because people on here absolutely love you. You're an amazing, amazing human being. And I, I, I'm the same person. I'm the same kind of person. I'm, I'm, yes, a, um, I, I believe that there is no, um, you and me that it's, it's an us that it, and a, we it's, it's, we are all connected. I, I, people have asked me in the past if I, if I understand what the definition of God is. And I, I've said, you know, I don't really think anybody can say I can define God outside of, um, I believe that you are God and I am God and Sherry Matthews is God and Ginger is God and Jill is God and Taylor is God and all of us together is what makes up the body of God. That yeah. is, is just my kind of perception. And I have a feeling that you kind of are on the same, same page. Thousand percent. If you think of what a mosaic is. Yeah. <laughs> It's a collection of pieces right? That on their own. Some are broken, some are whole, some are shiny, some are dull, some are colored, some are not. It doesn't matter. But when all of those pieces come together, it creates an artistry yeah. that is so spectacular and so magnificent. And what I say, and perhaps this is where we close, what's happened in our society today is the lie has become so easy to believe. We call it the truth. 
And the truth has become so hard to believe we call it a lie. And the truth is that we are united. We are all the same. Quantum physics tells us yeah. that even in this body that we think is solid, there is nothing solid in it. It's made up of energy. So the air that we're breathing right now, Mahatma Gandhi breathed and Hitler breathed. So the, the energy that we are taking in is ours to develop. It's always there. You and I are the same. We are made up of that energy. The separation of this body is not what separates us. It's the collected energy that we have together. And when we, when we start to realize how powerful we are when we align with that energy, we can create miracles. And that's the big change that we want to have. Wow, man. Wow. Let's end it there. I don't, I don't think Love we it. can top that. I think we need to have a, a Danny and Ken show. I would love that. I would love that. Where we just like join it. Let's do it. Maybe maybe I'll play the devil's advocate, and you can make me wrong all day. (laughs) I don't want to do that. I want I want you to be the angel, and I'll be the you know whatever. (laughs) But but if this conversation this conversation needs to get out to people, and this conversation needs to to start to have more people converse on it. And the more that we can do that, the more that we start to challenge the way we see the world, because we all know the world we see. Yeah. What would happen if we saw the world that we don't see? What would that do? You know, again, just one final thought. You know, those beautiful drawings of where one way you see it as an old hag and the other way you see it as a socialite. Well, when you see it one way, you can't see it the other. And often you don't even see the other. Right. Yeah, we see the we see what we see. But in the same world that we're looking at, there's something right there that we don't see. What would happen if we could see that? Dude. Dude. Wow. I love you, brother. Let's Man, I more. love you, too. I appreciate you coming on. Everybody that um, is on here, everyone who has shared this. Thank you. Like, it, it's it's amazing. Um, if you haven't shared it. Quit being selfish and share this out. I'm just, I'm playing, I'm playing. Don't, don't unfriend me. I love my friends. Um, But like, like, dude, you are like, holy crap. I I, I don't even, I can't define it. You're unbelievable. I like that I'm I'm not crap, that I'm holy crap. (laughs) Some people would just say I'm shit. Oh my God, that's broke my microphone. I'm holy crap. Oh my God, that was funny. You are definitely not crap. But listen, man, I, I'm I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who's been on who, who shared this, all of the comments and engagement, ev- everything. Make sure you go follow Danny. Look him up on, on Facebook. Send him a friend request. I don't know if you're maxed out or not, but 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 follow his, his just follow this guy. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor and privilege to be with you, and I love you, and I can't wait for more. Ditto, man. Ditto. This has been awesome. You guys have an awesome day. Thank you all for watching. Danny, don't hang up. We'll see you guys. I think I have somebody scheduled tomorrow, but does it even matter now? I'm just (laughs) kidding. You guys have a great day. Thanks a lot. Thank you.